Welcome back, everybody, to the Between the Stitches podcast, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group, a baseball-only show by a couple of college teammates. It's going to be a solo run for me today, and my name is Ryan. The game of baseball is all over the map right now. I mean, all over the place. The standings are shifting before our very eyes. More injuries, which sucks. They're, they're not... They're not that bad, but they're not good. Sucks because these injuries are impacting big players and impact guys, but we'll get into that. We'll update you guys on the latest all-star ballot voting totals for the fan vote. And we got some left-handed hitters, man. In a different variety of struggles. Some guys can't hit. Some guys don't like where they're at. Guess what? It's time to recognize the problem and fix it. So we got all that to talk about today. Let's get straight into the episode of Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fame Media Group, episode number 17. Welcome to Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Two former college teammates talking about what they know best, baseball. All right, we're back. We're ready to roll. Like we always like to do. Like we, like we always like to. Like we always like to. Come on, Ryan. We got to be dialed in better than that. But we do enjoy giving you guys the standings updates for Major League Baseball. So we're going to go ahead and do that. As of Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Mountain Standard Time. That would be noon Pacific, 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern. At this exact moment, the New York Yankees, 54 and 20. Plus 148 on the run differential for the Yankees. Yikes. It's a good team, man. It's a good, good team. I don't think they're invincible. I think they're definitely beatable in a lot of cases. But they have a 12-game lead over... The Rays? No. The Blue Jays? No. The Boston Red Sox. How about the Red Sox, man? Came out of the gates really slow. Weren't playing very well. Found themselves a few games under the old 500 mark. Next thing you know... Red Sox are in second place, but they're 12 and a half back. They are leading the wild card and the Blue Jays are a half game behind the Red Sox and a half game behind them. Not only, of course, in the East, but in the wild card. So right now, season ends today, as many people potentially projected, three teams would be coming out of the American League East. Could very easily see that happening. In the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twin. Minnesota Twin. 42 and 33. Three game lead over the Cleveland Guardians. And the, the White Sox are just sitting in third place in the American League Central. Just sitting in third place. Four games under 500. Four and six in their last 10. Minus 52 on the run differential. I mean, all of those indications would tell me that's just not a good team. It's just not a good team. 
Chicago White Sox sitting in third place. It's not going to do. And the AL West, the Astros have a commanding 10-game lead over the uh, Texas Rangers. Rangers are two games under. Astros are, a, let's see, 18 games over 500. So the Astros are still really good. Shocker. Moving on to the NL East. The Mets. The Mets are 20 games over 500. Five-game lead on the Atlanta Braves. This division has started to heat up a little bit. The Phillies are playing better baseball. Atlanta is playing unbelievable baseball. The Mets are always really solid, and Max Scherzer is doing maybe I think it's his second rehab stint. I'm not really sure entirely what the whole schedule is for Max Scherzer, but I know he's coming back. The Grom has started potentially playing a little bit of catch, monitored catch. Mets have the five-game lead, but if I recall, a few weeks ago, it was like 10 or like 12. So it's gotten a little bit tighter, tighter. Really quickly on the podcast, wanted to shout out Tate Eaton. Tate Eaton is in our chat as we live stream the episode on YouTube. If you're listening uh, after it's been recorded on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube and turn on notifications to get notified every time not only we upload, but when we go live. So shout out to Tate Eaton. Tate Eaton is in our chat saying what's up, and we're going to say what's up back to Tate Eaton. Good to see people in the chat contributing. So... Moving out of the National League Central, Brew Crew and Cardinals. It's going to be a two-horse race in the American League or the National League Central. We've been saying it since day one. Nothing has changed in that aspect. Brewers are a half game over the Cardinals, 42 and 33, and the Cardinals are 42 and 34. Both teams um, playing pretty good ball. Brewers seven and three in the last ten. I think the one indicating factor that might be. It might be more of an indication of, you know, a team's success, sustainable success. There's a couple of different factors listed here on the Major League Baseball uh, standings website, standings page. Run differential, like we've mentioned before, but they also have a, a column of expected wins and losses, okay? And that's based on... uh. Runs scored versus runs allowed. And the Brewers' expected uh, wins and loss record is 39 and 36. So they're three games better than their projected expected win loss. The Cardinals' expected win loss is 45 and 31. They're three games under their expected win loss. So interesting to see. The Cardinals also, uh, that in doing so, direct correlation, plus 69 on the run differential. Milwaukee is plus 18 on the run differential. So basically what that shows me is that the Cardinals are scoring a little bit more. They're not letting up as many runs. And to me, that's an indication for success. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals end up taking this division when it's all said and done. The National League Western Division, potentially, potentially the best division in in uh baseball it's either the nl west or the al east 
But I will say the Dodgers are holding steady. 45 and 27. In the NL West, first place, game and a half up on the old Ponderinos. Padres are 45 and 30. And in third place, the Giants are 39 and 33. Bottom of that division is just bottom barrel, Cardinals and, and excuse me, Diamondbacks and Rockies. The Cardinals are not in the NL West. Obviously, we just talked about them. So, Dodgers, they're good. I, I don't know what else to say. Plus 128 on the run differential. Second best run differential in the sport of baseball. Their expected win-loss is 50-22. and 22, So, they're playing five games under, under their projected expected win total. Interesting developments, in all honesty. Very, very interesting. I think most of these are where a lot of people expected them to be. Nobody really, I don't think, expected the Yankees to just completely pop off the way they have. But it could very easily shake out. Well, I mean, the White Sox. The White Sox are underperforming. People hoped to see the Angels play well. They haven't. Hope to see Seattle play well. They haven't. And that's pretty much it for the most part. So, running through one more time. Standings check. East to West. American League to National League. Yankees in first in the AL East. Twins in first in the AL Central. Astros in first in the AL West. Mets in first in the National League East. Brewers in first in the National League Central. Dodgers in first in the National League West. If the season ended today, the two wildcard teams out of the American League would be the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. The two wildcard teams out of the National League would be the Padres and the Braves. So, there you go. Now you have the update. Baseball standings right then and right there. Okay? Another kind of sad, unfortunate news. Another big injury. We talked about it before. Guys like Machado's going down. Obviously, DeGrom has been not contributing. Scherzer's been hurt. Mookie Betts cracked a rib. So, it sucks when guys get hurt, but it sucks even more when it's like freak stuff. It, And I don't know if that's just how it's been this year and if it's something that maybe we could notice better than other years. But the amount of freak injuries in baseball this year is alarming, maybe. I, I don't know if that's the right word. Mookie Betts, collision, broken rib. Manny Machado running down the line, slips over the third, uh, slips over the first base bag, hurt. Bryce Harper, yeah, he gets hit by a pitch up and in, but it's not like the pitch hit him in the shoulder or even the face. The top hand, thumb, finger. Like, what? Weird, man. And either way, Harper gets hit in the thumb with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball from Blake Snell. I just, I hate seeing guys go down like that. And uh, Harper's been really good. He's going to come back and play at some point this season. So hopefully the Phillies are, you know, in contention and Harper can sort of light a fire when he comes back hopefully potentially we'll see 
We will see. Okay. All the uh, well wishes to Bryce Harper. Hopefully he comes back as soon as possible. I don't know what the hell is going on with these injuries. Um, but they suck, and I don't want them to continue. I don't think anybody wants them to continue. Okay? All-star ballot voting update. The update came through yesterday. The standings. I believe the new format that was implemented a couple of years ago is the voting goes on with the public. They vote for one player at each position in each league. And then the, the top three guys from each position subsequently go into a second round of voting in which the, those three are up for the starting position. More than likely, two of those three will be on the team anyways. But uh, two of the three, meaning there will be a starter at shortstop and a backup, right? There'll be a starter at catcher and then a backup, potentially three catchers. In some cases. So going through the list in the National League. Uh, updated all-star voting. Wilson Contreras is leading for the Cubs at catcher. No shocker. Good pick. Paul Goldschmidt's leading at first base in the National League. No shocker. Good pick. Jazz Chisholm at second base is leading by like 150,000 votes over Ozzie Albies. That should hold up. Only because Ozzie Albies is hurt and potentially done for the year. Third base, Manny Machado's got a 500,000 vote lead over Nolan Arenado. That should hold up, and both of those guys should make the all-star team no matter what. Trey Turner's leading at shortstop. That should hold up, and that's the best pick. He's the best player. DH, we just mentioned Bryce Harper. He's going to win the popular vote, but he won't be able to start, and it looks like William Contreras will potentially start. I don't know, though, because maybe they'll throw somebody else in there. I don't know. In the outfield, the top three vote-getters for the National League, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna, Jock Peterson. Those are the top three best outfielders in the National League. Good picks by the public. In the American League, Alejandro Kirk is leading at catcher for the Blue Jays. He's going to start the All-Star game. He should start the All-Star game. And believe it or not, I think the two All-Stars right now at the catching position in the American League are Alejandro Kirk and Jose Trevino of the Yankees. I don't think Salvador Perez has been very good. The rest of them haven't been very good. So, good for them. First base, Vlad Jr. is leading by a lot of votes. He should make the all-star team. Ty France will probably make the all-star team. I hope he does, man, because Ty France has had a great year. We love Ty France on this show. Second base, Altuve is going to win it. Third base, Jose Ramirez and Rafi Devers are battling. Battling. At the last update, Jose Ramirez had about... A uh, 30 or 40,000 vote lead, which is not much. 1.2 million for Jose Ramirez, 1.185 million for Rafi Devers. It's close. Both of those guys will undoubtedly be all stars. It'll just be a matter of which guy will start the all star game. Shortstops in the American League, Bobachette's leading. He should start. I don't think he maybe is the best but he will probably most likely be starting. Tim Anderson will also make the all-star team. A DH, Otani, and Jordan Alvarez are both listed. Alvarez has been the best DH in the American League, and it's not close. Did I say Otani? I don't know. I can't remember. Did I say Alvarez? Alvarez has been the best DH, but Otani will also make the all-star team. In the outfield, in the American League, 
right now, the top three vote getters, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, George Springer. Giancarlo Stanton, four, Taylor Ward, five. I really hope, I really hope that Taylor Ward gets in because he had such a monster start to the year. And because of that, I think he just deserves a look, at least. So right now, I think all the voting is right where it should be. I think the public's done a really good job. I think uh, I think it's been a good good showing so far for the public. I don't know if much of those will change. But nevertheless, I mean, right now I'm guessing as a Padres fan, the Padres that will be on the team, probably Machado, probably Joe Musgrove, and probably... I'm guessing of one of the bull, like Taylor Rogers, the closer for the Padres has been pretty good. Just looking through here though. I mean, there's just, there's not like one team in particular that's going to be dominating. I guess the blue Jays Kirk at catcher Vlad at first, uh, Bo Bichette at short George Springer in the outfield. Yeah. So potentially the blue Jays will have, you know, four guys in the starting rotation, starting lineup. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see the voting updates. It's cool to see, man. It's fun to watch. It's exciting. It is what it is. It's fun. It's this and that. I just uh, I just don't like when it's a popularity contest, and I don't think it has been this year. So that's good. It's good to hear. Good to see. Fun to be a part of. Interested to see because right now, like we like we talked about in the beginning of the show, June twenty eighth. What do we got? Two weeks till the teams are completely finalized. So, I mean, that's not long. Very interesting. Very interesting to see. So good for them. Uh, in other baseball news, College World Series, Ole Miss closes it out. They take down. Who did they play? Oklahoma. Ole Miss takes down Oklahoma in two games. They're national champions. Back to back national championships in baseball for the state of Mississippi. Last year is Mississippi State. This year is Ole Miss. Good for them. College baseball is electric. Go watch it every chance you get. Obviously, the season is over, but next year. Now, on to the lefties we talked about, okay? Listen. I don't ever wish... I don't ever wish that you know, for guys to suffer or guys to like not have good experiences. I don't know. It's hard because you're like, oh, you know, you don't like the, you don't like a team, maybe a, a specific player. Like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Padres fan. I like the Dodgers, right? So Freddie Freeman goes to the Dodgers and immediately I'm like, man, that sucks because I, I, I liked Freddie Freeman. never had a problem with him. Now I'm just like, man, I, I can't, I, I don't, I'm not going to root for him now. I, I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't want to root for Freddie Freeman because he's on the Dodgers and he picked just the worst fucking team to go to. So Freddie Freeman's on the Dodgers. And for those of you who saw the just events that unfolded over the past weekend, Freddie Freeman is clearly not happy with his situation in LA. That's not to say that he doesn't like LA or his teammates or being on the Dodgers because they're good. 
But some stuff over the weekend that came out, whether it was his actual reactions, how emotional he was in his return back to Atlanta, the countless times he was crying and displaying the emotions, displaying how much he loved the people of Atlanta. And then this picture, which you ha- if you haven't get a chance to, it's a picture of Freddie Freeman on the bench in Atlanta. Somebody captured. All the teammates for the Dodgers are up on the railing. They're watching the game. Freddie Freeman's sitting back by himself. Arm up, sort of a, a thousand-yard stare. Clearly just contemplating something, right? And then it comes to find out, that, and then news breaks from Buster Olney, that Freddie Freeman, who has told friends he's angry with how his free agent negotiations played out this last offseason, is changing his current representation and agency. So as of right now, he's self-represented. But after crying all weekend and now displaying frustrations with how he doesn't like, after voicing his frustrations with how his free agent negotiations went this offseason, it's pretty clear that it sounded like his first priority was to stay in Atlanta. Now, nobody knows the details about why that didn't happen, but the point is he's not 100% all in, bought in, excited to be an LA Dodger. That is a very apparent fact. The question is, is it affecting his play? Doesn't seem like it. He's still having a great year, still contributing to the team, but at the end of the day, it's very clear that Freddie Freeman wishes he would have been able to get back to Atlanta in some capacity and probably would have taken a small discount to do so. But he's the one who made the decision. He chose the Dodgers. Now he's got to live with it. I I don't feel bad for him. He's living in LA. He's making 20 plus million, 26 million a year to play baseball. I don't feel bad for him. If you really want to go back to Atlanta, make more of a fucking effort. I don't know what to say. Okay. Make an adjustment, right? That ties into the other left-handed batter that's struggling, the two that we wanted to touch on, okay? Joey Gallo has been horrible for the Yankees. Horrible. When he got traded over last year to the Yankees, in 58 games, Joey Gallo hit 160 with 13 home runs. Okay? It's not the worst, but it's also not not good. 707 OPS is not good. Okay? This year with the Yankees, he's played 61 games, so more games. He has nine homers. He has, he's hitting 169, the 618 OPS, okay? This tweet says Joey Gallo in his last full season is hitting 182 with 100 walks, 222 strikeouts, 38 homers, a triple, 12 doubles, 37 singles. Call me crazy, but that doesn't look good. It doesn't look 
it doesn't look like a stat line that I would be proud of as a hitter myself. And if you watch Joey Gallo take his at-bats, huge swing, loopy, trying to lift the ball in the air. And everybody's like, well, that's just Joey Gallo, three true outcome guy. I have an idea. Change your approach at the plate. Adjust your swing. Put in extra work. Use a lighter bat. Stand off the plate. Anything. But 182 with 222 strikeouts in your last full season's worth of games ain't going to work, Joey. It ain't going to work. So the common theme here between Joey Gallo and Freddie Freeman, two guys who find themselves in situations that they wish they weren't. Here's a fucking idea. Make an adjustment, change it up, and improve your situation. Otherwise, I don't want to hear it. And the Yankees fans are sitting here going like, yeah, Joey Gallo, he sucks, whatever. Why is he still in the lineup? Why? I'm serious. If you, do, if you want a guy to adjust and not play as much, and I don't know how much they're paying him, right? That's another big factor. But if you want a guy to adjust, send him down to AAA. Now, I don't know how you can fix the Freddie Freeman situation because he, uh, you know, he's stuck with the Dodgers. Maybe he can demand a trade back. I Fuck, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, uh, yeah, man, two lefties that are struggling. And it's just, uh, I, I don't really feel bad for either of them. Because Joey Gallo has had some big years, man. He's had some big years. Uh, in 2019 with the Rangers... He hit 253. He had 40, uh, 22 home runs in 70 games. So that's not, it's not that many games, but he had 22 home runs and he had a 986 OPS. In 2017, man, he hit 209. It's not good, but he had 869 OPS. 41 home runs. Had a lot of strikeouts, but he had a good amount of walks. But if you're going to hit 41 home runs and pop out an 869 OPS, now we're talking. Now we're talking, baby. But 618 this year with the Yankees, wah, wah. That ain't going to work, man. And I'm not a Yankees fan, so I honestly could give two shits if Joey Gallo is good or not. But I remember seeing him in the Futures game. I remember seeing him, you know, tear it up for the Rangers, make a couple all-star teams, thinking, man, this guy... This guy can play a little bit. This guy's got a big loopy swing, punches out a lot, but when he hits that ball, man, that ball's smoked. And yeah, he had 38 home runs last year, 808 OPS. You can live with it, but he was 869 on the Rangers. And then he got traded. Next thing you know, it's 160, finishes the year at 190. <laughs> 199, dude. He had 33 home run, 38 home runs last year and 99 home runs. Third of his hits were homers. 
Not a fan. Not a fan. Don't like that, man. I don't like that. So, yeah, on the Yankees so far, uh, this is the last 119 games. He's hitting 164, 664 OPS, 22 homers, uh, 86 OPS plus. Ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. So, Joey, let's make an adjustment. Freddie Freeman, get out of L.A. A, because you're really good and I don't want you in L.A. But B, it doesn't seem like you're happy, Fred. Mr. Fredward, he does. Just, he's just not happy. So, I don't know. We'll see. Will it impact Freddie Freeman in the long run? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I don't mean to speculate, but, you know, I don't wish the best for the Dodgers because they can eat my ass. No, but seriously, it's like I don't feel bad for the Dodgers, man. I don't feel bad for guys like Freddie Freeman who are making a jadrillion dollars to play baseball. Of course, mental health is important. And it doesn't seem like Freddie is in a horrible mental space. Okay, relax. But it doesn't seem like he's very happy, man. Um, and it is what it is. So either way, thank you guys for tuning in to the Between the Stitches podcast, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group, episode number 17. We appreciate you guys supporting as always. If you stuck around till the end, we really appreciate it. Check us out on social media. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out on YouTube. Yada, yada, yada. You know the rest. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys in another episode of Between the Stitches. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Between the Stitches. Follow Phenomenal Fan Media on social media for more. And subscribe on Patreon for exclusive content. Let's go. Yeah.